The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Live from a bunker in the heart of the Ozarks, it's someone who's a snake, someone who's a bear, and someone who's a roaring tiger. You figure out who's who on Sift Pop. I call dibs on Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> you are probably not the first person in the history of, of mankind to utter that sentence. <laughs> I call dibs. Uh, I'll be I'm I'm blue. I people called me Baloo the Bear when I was like in high school. I was like Really? Yeah. That was my thing. Huh. Well, yeah. That, that was your our, thing? That makes our guest the evil person. Well, I yes. kind of am. <laughs> I, I I dress Elba, I everyone. I walk down the street. <laughs> um and that's exactly Idris or Idris? I don't know. Let's just call Idris? him Idris is what I always say. Idris? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh this is, by the way, Jack from the Horrible Movie Podcast. Yep. We'll, we'll introduce AKA him here Shere Khan. in a second. And I do want to say... Thanks a lot, Aaron. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> I do what I can. Welcome to Sif Pop with Aaron and Danae. I'm Aaron. That's Danae. We stream live on Mixler every Friday afternoon or available to download later in your podcast feed. Unless, of course, you're a patron. Patrons get perks. Patrons get those perks. Uh. Every week we'll be joined by a pop culture guru to chat about movies, television, and whatever else our pop culture minds wander into. Today's guru is from the Horrible Movie Podcast. He's Shere Khan, everyone. It's Jack Ultimat. Did I say your last name right, Jack? Perfectly. Thank you. I've been practicing. I've been called, over the years, I've been called uh, Altermont, Antlermont. Uh-huh. Antlermont. Why? Yes. And then I had uh, some folks over the years call me Aftermath. Okay. Which technically would be a cool... That's a Last great nickname. Name, yeah. Because I could believe everything. You know, I'm everything Jack. I walk, every, every, Jack Everywhere aftermath. I walk, that wake is left in destruction. Yeah. Of your aftermath. Of my aftermath. I love it. I love it. Jack, pretty, a- Jack Aftermath is like aftermath. a great spy name or something. Like, it's just, that's yeah. really good. Yeah. It's a love good that. character. It's my pro wrestling name. We're going to start, <laughs> so we're going to start this Sif Pop with something new uh, that we, that we want to do here at the Sif Pop podcast. And Jack, you do not have to take this pledge with us, but okay. Danae and I have oh, created. <laughs> A what we're calling the zero frames pledge. Okay? okay, we are so adamant about not seeing any part of a movie before we see the actual movie. We've actually <laughs> created a pledge that you can say along and join the C- the zero frames you know movement. Technically, I haven't signed this pledge yet. Yeah, I just want to I... put that out there. But I am on board, and I'm wondering if we should do a special place on our website where people can just go and read. Yes, and like sign their name to this. That's pledge. right. Yeah. Okay, read, you, you can have to read, read it. You can send us like a recording of you reading it. Here it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you, you just you just insert your name where I put mine. Okay, here it goes. I, Aaron Dicer, Danae Hughes, commit to seeing each movie in its purest storytelling form, not allowing a single moment of the story to be seen out of story context through trailers or early scene releases. Unless I can't help it. As much as it is within me, I will see every frame of this movie for the first time as a whole work. And withhold judgment of others. <laughs> we will now recite the hashtag zero frame motto. <laughs> The story just won't be the same if you've seen a single frame. So zero frame becomes our goal to just see movies complete and whole. All I right. want to have like a like like a little pledge. You know how like when you were yes. at, at yeah. Royal Ranger or something, you had like your little fingers up together. Uh-huh. You know? Royal Ranger. I think it's a. It's a... <laughs> do you remember the oh, Royal Ranger? Yeah. You do. Okay, oh, yeah. that's awesome. Uh, I think it's really appropriate to start this with this movie because there is a little bit of a like a motto yeah. pledge thing that kind of runs through this movie. That's kind of interesting as well. Yeah. So so I think it works. So 
So here we go. Repeat after me. Okay. <clears throat> you ready? I'm ready. I got my paw up and everything. The story just won't be the same. The story just won't be the same. If you've seen a single frame. If you've seen a single frame. So zero frame becomes our goal. So zero frame becomes our goal. To just see movies complete and whole. To just see movies complete and whole. Oh, Very nice. And we we trust job. you. We you trust guys, you said that along with us. I, uh, I'm completely refusing to do that. <laughs> the last I time... love spoilers. I love. <laughs> do you? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow, it's interesting. As fast as I can possibly read the plot on Wikipedia, you're I wanna, done. I want it. I want it. I, I like you want to know all about and it. I don't, and I, but I'm still going to go watch things. And right. Uh, well, some people say that like they enjoy spoilers me. because it actually helps them enjoy the movie more. Yeah. Because when they know what happens, they're not worried about anything. So yeah. they're just waiting to see but all the things they know. There's some movies you just shouldn't have to worry about. And The Jungle Book, I assumed, was going to be one of those. But we'll get to that here in a second. Uh, let's talk, since we just did zero frame. Did were you able to do zero frames with uh, Jungle Book? There uh, are two frames I've seen accidentally because whenever previews come on, I either turn my eyes away or I leave the room. Mm-hmm. And when we went to the IMAX uh, experience and we talked about that just a couple weeks ago or a yeah. few weeks ago, uh, they had they played the Jungle Book, and we felt. Aaron and I felt really guilty because it was their premiere night. Yeah, they had invited us it and that kind of stuff. So we didn't want to walk out. We didn't want to walk out during so the you previews. Covered your ears. We, we did. did. <laughs> we put our heads down and put our fingers in yeah. our ears. And our, our our spouses are just like, "What's wrong? With we you? are not with these people." Weirdos. <laughs> uh, all right, let's start out with the round of "Do We Care?" Before we get to the Jungle Book, here are some headlines from the pop culture world. Danae, read them out, and we'll let you know if we care to talk more about them. Okay, first one is a Ben Affleck's Batman movie is good news at a bad time. Do we care? Absolutely care about care. this. The I, fact that Ben Affleck is is directing the next Batman is such great news. Why does it say it comes at a bad time? Just because the, the Batman versus Superman was so r- rough? Um, I'm assuming so. Yeah, I'm guessing but so. you told me I didn't have to read the article. No, that's true. So what I do you think, know. Jack? I, I'm okay with it. I, I um, He was... Re- he's redeemed himself uh did you see batman v superman parts so far okay i'm not all you could scour and spoilers online we're getting ready to our podcast we're getting ready to do batman v superman at some on the horrible movie podcast but but but, but here like more of like a a round table discussion because i don't because there are some good parts and we're going to have some people that are really pro that movie like, uh-huh. really like, and then I have some people that are very well you would not have yeah. any complaints from me if you put it on the horrible movie podcast well, no, I, I, I didn't too, think it was so. the great at all um, Affleck though I think the taint the taint that's on him of Daredevil I, for me I still remember him in that Daredevil outfit sure no I get him it him yeah, and yeah. Jennifer Garner just acting their little hearts out and <laughs> it's it's the worst that's another movie I can't get anyone to, to do on the podcast for whatever reason is Daredevil yeah, I don't know why. It's I bad. would so do Daredevil. The Daredevil. There you go. The it's Daredevil uh, show on Netflix is awesome. Anyway, I'm tasting rabbits. Oh, I haven't seen that one. It's great. It's really graphic. I've seen so, the first season, but I, I haven't seen the second season the second yet. second season is better than first. Wow. It's better really? than the first. Because the first season was great. Anyway, yeah. it's awesome. That's cool. It's okay, here's awesome. what it says. But hot on the heels of the indifferent and or hostile reception post-opening weekend to Batman v Superman, it will earn around $900 million worldwide, but it left nearly everyone concerned about the long-term interest of Justice League and the related DCEU superhero movies. This has the feeling of when a director or star of a risky upcoming release signs on for another installment of a fan-favorite franchise. I think it's great, though. I Look, Affleck hasn't directed a bad movie yet. He is. He has not directed a bad film. We Can you know this. Jiggly? No, no. That was Kevin. <laughs> that was Kevin Smith, wasn't it? I don't know. Yeah, I think so. Dear Lord. Uh, no, no, no. Ben Affleck. He is. He is a hundred percent on. Not just good movies. Great movies. If you see Ben Affleck's name as the director, you can just rest assured. In my opinion, I thought it was a great film. Okay. At least that's the hope. Yeah. Next uh, one up is James Cameron announces four Avatar sequels. <laughs> So, do we care? I do. I do too. I love this. I do. Three. I want to talk about this. Um, I listen. <laughs> I know there's a lot of backlash against Avatar. Same kind of backlash actually that happened with Titanic. Uh, here's my thing. I heard somebody else say this too. If you if you didn't like Avatar, feel free not to go see the sequels. I am pumped Agreed. about Agreed. seeing these sequels. Like I cannot. He does things on screen that other directors don't even think about doing. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's so I'm just I'm really excited. And if that's four more movies, great. I mean, as long as he lives long enough to to make them all. They said that Avatar 2, Christmas 2018, 3, oh. 2020, 4, 2022, and wow. 5, 2023. Wow. <laughs> so it's not that they're all going to be pounding out here, which honestly, I kind of, 
I'm thankful for. It's like, let's wait until the movie is what it needs to be before releasing. Because sometimes you'll see yeah. these rushed movies and it's like, right. you should have just let this one cook a little longer. Oh. Well, and, and, or Cameron, and Cameron waits for technology to catch up to his movies yeah. sometimes, too. That's why his movies take so long to, to gestate is he's waiting for the higher frame rate stuff to catch up to the audience and that kind of thing. Because, you know, he believes in new type right. you know, forms of projection and those kind of things it, avatar was by far the best 3d movie and still oh is. yeah, I mean, he, yeah that, that was all for me was yeah, the whole yeah. purpose of watching it um i the story to me is fern gully meets dance with the wolves sure. but yeah that's... which works how <laughs> <laughs> <No>, it does <laughs> humans are humans are always well the certainly en- there's ridiculousness the in it you know <laughs> Uh, if you like to be spoiled on some of the visuals, this is on time.com. This article is found on time.com, and it looks like there's a six-minute 21 video attached to it. Uh, it could be part of the presentation, which apparently there was a presentation for some of the concept work that's been happening cool. with these. Cool. So um, there's a little bit, like, barely anything more really in the article. It just says that they're... They saw an alien turtle swimming around. <laughs> Sounds good. But we know I'm it's going to be in the water because we ready. talked about that already. So. Britton in the uh, chat says he hasn't seen Avatar, but that's okay because he's seen Blue Man Group. Same so thing. he knows he knows what it's all about. Yeah, so totally he, he totally gets it. All right. Last do we care is Muse's drone crashed into the audience at a London gig. <laughs> do we care? Uh, I only care because I want to know if somebody was injured. Let's go ahead. Go ahead. With I mean, that's show. a good reason to ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Subtitle: No one was hurt. <laughs> okay, moving um, on. <laughs> moving on. You know what? That's going to be more and more of a story, though. You know, drones, especially as they're used more and more in filming events and stuff. It's there's going to be do some you, impact. Do you feel like um, live concert events are going to move into an era where when you buy your online ticket, you click that you've agreed to the terms and agreements? To, oh yeah. You know, it's uh, like that's, that's, there are already point, tours yeah. that are like that. Like you will have, besides the lasers and stuff, which can cause, you know, seizures. Lasers. You can expect to have, you know, drones that may crash into you (laughs) and, you know, potentially people who will be, you know, medicated and or drunk. They they will not specifically line out what might happen to you. It'll just be a blanket. You know, we're not responsible (laughs) for your death. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's true. It'll be like a pharmaceutical drug commercial. (laughs) Yeah, it'll be like when you go. It may include drone drone eye. and and It'll just be like when you go, you know skydiving or mountain climbing or whatever and you have to sign the releases concerts will just be another extreme sport so you know people will just be doing it that way so ends do we care caleb thank you so much for helping to co-produce that segment of sift pop and here we're probably gonna be moving into our movie review for the jungle book if you can't learn to run with the pack one of these days you'll be someone's dinner Can't help but notice there's the strange odor today. Man is forbidden. The jungle is no longer safe for you. But this is my home. Only man can protect you now. There you go. Only man can protect you now. All right, so... We've already been questioned, rightfully so, on taking the zero frame pledge and then then playing part of the trailer in the... But you don't see any frames. You just hear. Feel free to close your ears like we do. That would be the zero audio. (laughs) That's right, yeah. Zero waves. Well, we're getting some feedback about that in the chat. (laughs) Wait a minute. They take a pledge about not seeing anything but the whole movie, and then they lead off with a trailer? This is an outrage. BDG, calm down. Yeah, it'll be all right, ma'am. I promise. (laughs) Uh, The Jungle Book is the live-action remake of the 1967 animated Disney film, 50 years old next year. I remember it like it was yesterday. 50 years old. I remember watching as a kid. I'm not 50 years old. It's it's just kind of... Uh, kind of stood the test of time, but of course it's about Mowgli, the man cub who lives in the jungle and what happens when he figures out who he is and where he is and his relationship to the animals around him. Uh, we like to start with kind of general thoughts. Did you like it? Love it? It was okay. Disliked it? Hated it? Jack, you get to go first as the guru. I literally saw it three hours ago. Yeah, you're just coming from the movie. Oh, wow. And it was beautiful. Yeah. So would you well, say you liked it? it or I loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Uh, my... my- my five-year-old was intrigued, and then not intrigued, and then intrigued at different times. So okay, so he was in and out. Movie, maybe a volume of the movie thing. So. Okay. Well, I was. In, I'm interested to talk about that too here in a little bit. Is would you take like what age child would you take with you? Because 
It's a lot more intense Th- this than you than expected. Was intense, because especially if you're thinking the first one. Yeah, the, the animated film is just goofy. Yeah, I just watched it this morning. I'm excited to talk about. I mean, some of this the is legitimately but... a small child surviving animal attack. <laughs> but let me tell you, if I liked it or not, I loved it. I am in the loved it camp too. <gasps> All yeah. of us loved I'm, it. I'm gonna pour some love on this thing. Oh. I I'm clapping. I don't know why. But... I and what's really interesting is I. It, along with a lot of others, are really skeptical about this Disney remaking animated films into live action. And I think rightfully so. But if you do it like this, I am so on board. Right. I, I think this is the perfect way to do it. And uh, there are a lot of things to love about it. Let's get into some specifics. Danae, why don't you start us off? What's something you really loved about it? Ooh. Um, I don't know that I expected the animation to be as gorgeous as it was. It It is like watching... Uh, like a Discovery Channel meets a Disney movie, and there are moments when you're seeing these creatures in front of you, and it's just like it is awe-inspiring. And I, I love wondering how they did it. Like yeah. I'm like, did they just film these real little critters, and then they kind of like animated their facial structure because it's beautiful to look at, and that's probably one of the highlights of the movie for me. Just so like the whole thing is so real. And it's just crazy how technology has come to the point where you can you can have animals that do what they were doing do what they do on that movie. It's pretty pretty well, and, awesome. and the human interaction with the animals too was Weird. so real. Like, I mean, se- like seamless. Yeah, that's well, what that's I kept going back to it, just seamless. That's another part of it, and I guess I'll take two things I liked. Is no, it's fine. Is uh, the child that plays Mowgli is really good. He was my best thing about the movie. Yeah. Is he okay? And I'm wondering if this plays into what you're talking about yeah. because um, I also want to know how they made it. Yeah. Did he have a real reference point in front of him? Because there's a couple of scenes where he's reaching out and touching the animals in front of him, or he's interacting, and this kid is like, it's just like you're watching it for real. You're not pulled out because of his acting. Right. Um, so I wonder if they gave him some real things to kind of look at. But I, I'm sure they did. I want to see the behind the scenes so um, bad. Yeah. I'm sure he had reference points. The question is whether they were costumed reference points right. where he was a- able to actually interact with fur and those kind of things. And then they blended the actual fur it's that crazy. he was working with with the computer generated animal. Uh, I For the amount of computer generation that was in this movie, that there were so few moments where I was taken out of it. You know, by yeah. CG. There right. were a couple moments where I was like, oh, that's a little CG, but there is so much in here. Right. It's very impressive. Very I, impressive. Everything was so everything was so on point that some of the things like you're saying, you might be brought out of that reality a little bit, but then I think it was that that's such a fine line that it's that that's how good it was. This is like it's crazy. I don't know. Yeah. Um let's go it. let's go back to Neil, I think. Neil Sethi. I think is his name. I'm not sure I'm pronouncing the last name yeah, right. Uh, N E E L is how you say his or spell his first name. Yeah, I he was my favorite thing about the movie. I his the way he was Mowgli. First of all, was perfect for the way the character was in the original. Yeah, he's like, so good looking too. Like yeah, his little yeah. red get up. Yeah, get up. <laughs> he was he was equal parts like joy, yeah. curiosity. And intensity. Yeah. That's hard to pull off for a kid. He did so good. Yeah, yeah, because you're not just dealing with the the goofy joy of the first one where everything's funny and played for laughs. Even the quote unquote scary stuff in the original animated one is played for laughs. Right. You know, when Baloo is fighting, you know, Shere Khan. Shere Khan or whatever, he's being dragged by her tail and he's bouncing around and, you know. Not happening can... in this one. No. <laughs> no, this one is much more realistic. But for him to be able to pull off that darker edge yes. to this, as well as still be happy and joyful, and and for us to buy it, well, I was so impressed. And to come off like a, uh, and to come off like an actor, not a child actor. That's what I. I there's that fine line, man. Because sometimes, sometimes kid actors are, you know, way more Mary Kate Ashley Olsen level acting sure. abilities. And oh, it's tough. Kids have it's rough. Yeah, before, kids have a tough time. Before getting your favorite thing, um, I was in the chat was mentioned that. Apparently, they used Jim Henson Studio, the Muppets, to help him act in the scenes. I believe That's it. Awesome. And, I believe it. And BDG, thank you for that. For that yeah, little. Yeah, that makes a lot of there. sense. Yeah. So, uh, Jack, what would you say your favorite uh, thing was? Baloo was my favorite really? thing by far. I love Bill Murray. So he, they did a good job. Like oh, awesome. He job. was fun to listen to. Was you kind of wonder, to. right? But yeah. then you're hearing him, and you're like, yeah. "Oh, this is fun." That's very fun. Like he's by far my favorite thing about the whole movie. And just the scenes are are it's just fun to look at. Like the whole thing is just beautiful so yeah uh i thought the sound was great i thought uh it was seamless kept you into it uh my other favorite thing about this is the story 
Uh, and I won't give any details. We will do a spoiler cast, by the way. If you do uh, subscribe to the podcast, that should be in your feed as well. It's just called, you know, Sif Pop Spoilers, uh, where we'll go a little more in-depth about the story. But just to say, the way they tweaked this story from the original is... You mean from the original movie, brilliant. not from the book. I mean, brilliant. And I can't wait to talk more about it, because they gave this movie an overarching theme about what makes you different... You know, you also have a choice. You, special. you have a choice how to use that. What makes you different can make you destructive. What makes you different can make you a healer. You know, what, using what makes you different is your choice. And this movie throughout it planted the seeds of that theme beautifully. And they used the original story to structure it in a way that it was kind of mind blowing to me. I was I was really impressed with the message and the structure and the themes of this movie too. I'm going to launch off of that and kind of head into maybe things we didn't like. Sure, go for it. Um, because this movie is so realistic, you're being hunted. Basically, you and this kid in the jungle are being hunted by a lot of different moments. There's a lot of different scenes in this. And Shere Khan, of course, we know is the tiger who is bad tiger. And But seeing... Bad tiger. Seeing this tiger, <laughs> this real creature like want to kill you on the screen is different than, you know, the animated version. And there is a moment when I realized it was kind of early on in the movie. Oh, I'm going to be hunted in this a lot (laughs) and I don't like being hunted. So it kind of put me into like a little bit of a fight or flight several times. And I had to just like look away because it's so intense because it's so realistic looking and it's a kid. So one of the things I would just be careful of is even though this movie is one of my favorites I've seen in a long time and I love the symbolism and I loved the creatures and I loved the world and I loved the message. It's still just a little bit too realistic and I don't know I don't know at what age I would say go see this movie. You know what I mean? How old's your son again? Five? He's five. How did he do with that stuff? Okay, uh, some of the parts are super intense in this movie and he literally, there was one part where he goes, scary <laughs> like that and i was like are you okay like i asked him are you okay because i i guess i anticipated this to be obviously not like the uh, animated version of it but somewhere in between and and it definitely for him there are several parts that it i mean he was sca- like legitimately scared, not to scared. tears but but legitimately scary. Yeah. we should we should say it's just it's just intensity there's not a lot of bloodshed in this movie no. that's how they kept it pg by the way it's right. not even pg-13 right they kept it pg because any of the any bloodshed that there might be or you know uh is kept off screen and so i think that's how they were able to keep it pg but it is really intense. it has a, yeah it does have that intensity and i didn't like i said i don't think that it's bad for everyone but i most of the audience that I noticed in there uh, in the in the theater were um, like tween, like teenagers. So I feel like it's kind of one of those where they recognize the actors and actresses, they recognize the story, and they were there on opening night. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we go on to you know your guys's worst thing, my other worst thing was theater related, and I it's you can't always help who your audience is going to be, but consistently this theater that we've been going to has people who talk through the entire movie. And no one comes in and says anything about it. It's weird. And nobody says anything about them getting yeah, on their phones. That. Yeah. And it was so distracting. This one was the worst that has ever happened. <laughs> it was kind of a, a mixed bag with the theater we saw it in because we saw it at the same time. Yes. It was because they also had Dolby Atmos that they, they were showing it in. They just installed, installed a brand new sound system. So there are literally 20 speakers, 20 new speakers hanging from the ceiling. It's like they So have, that it can pinpoint, you know, sound wow. and that It's like kind there's of stuff. four tracks that are along the ceiling mm-hmm. and two that run down the entire center. That's awesome. And there's all these intricate ways that these speakers, it was a beautiful sound. Like being in the jungle, inside the Jungle Book in this theater with this new sound system That's was cool. really, really cool. Awesome. Yeah, it, th- so that was great. But then on the other side of that, there were people talking yeah. loudly, loudly, by the way. I could not... I like, mean, like, I'm conversation like, like we're having. Here's, here's the thought going on in my brain is, okay, either you're just a grade-A jerk I, or... I, I or, lean toward that sometimes. Or... You have issues. You don't real. You don't realize, like you know. Or there's an emergency going on, and you're having an argument. And you nah, just can't step out. Wouldn't you leave? I would yeah, leave. Yeah, if it was an people got up leave. and moved, and good, I just good I wish there was a way for us to like text the management and be like, "Can someone please come in and remind everybody to be quiet?" Because I could it do gets, that. I it have gets a... really annoying. 
And the other part about the theater that I was in, and I don't know if I'm sensitive to this. I'm no, no, curious, no, I was going to say it too. Is the lighting. Yep. I'm, we haven't talked about this, by the way. No, this is the first time. So I don't know if it's because the last movie that I saw was 4K laser, mm-hmm. which means there was no lighting of the screen no there were flicker problems with the projector okay yeah the that projector was flickering okay yeah it was stomach. yeah it was, it was rough. so difficult and i didn't understand what's happening i don't know if i've never noticed it before oh, okay. if i've never seen it happen before yeah but we open up on these beautiful scenes you know of this jungle and it almost seemed like behind the screen it was like someone was turning a lamp on and off oh. yep that's exactly what it, it was, was like it was like flickering and that pulled me out of the story. So I want to go see this in IMAX 4K, yes. which is playing at Branson mm-hmm. uh, Theater right now. We went to that theater a couple, uh, three weeks ago, I think. Mm-hmm. And it was just gorgeous. Awesome. And I would love to see this kind of a movie with this kind of light and dark and color there rather mm-hmm. than the theater. So again, my negative down points is something that can't kind of be helped. Maybe can, maybe can from the theater perspective. Uh, but it was intense, just specifically cool. sticking to storyline. What about you, Jack? You got any negatives that stick out um, to you? Even they, a movie you they, love? Like I said, for my This son, is your cup of tea, by the way. Well, Because you're in the horrible movie podcast. So you should yeah, be really good I, at this I think part. On the spoil, I think I will uh, shine on the negative on the spoiler Okay, episode, all right. Okay, or the okay. spoiler, <laughs> spoiler part of the podcast. Yeah. Um, definitely some of the intense parts were maybe a little over, uh, a little too much for my five-year-old. But that's really on me for... One, not doing a little bit better homework. Well, I guess it's a pretty new release. So maybe and it's, it's PG, too. And it's PG. And yeah. generally, as a dad, um, yeah. if it's just PG. I'm, I can handle that, and I can work him, work him through that. Yeah. Um, I, no, overall, I, I honestly, I really did enjoy this movie overall. And the theater I saw it in is one of the ones we always go to, and it is what it is. Like, it's nothing over over the moon. But the crowd was pretty pretty tame in that one. Okay. I do, I do agree that... Um, I am probably oversensitive because, man, when I when I pay for a movie, I really want everyone around me to not talk. And yeah. if, I could, if I could have just a bubble yes. that I was in where total silence to watch a movie, that would be the optimum way. We, My wife and I went and watched a movie. It's probably been about a year ago. And the girl that was sitting next to us, not with us at all, she was obviously like had the flu or something. Oh. She hacked the entire time. Sniffles the whole time. I'm not lying when I say this. My wife will back me up. By the end of the movie, she's leaning on me because she feels so badly. And it was and it was a packed theater, so I couldn't go anywhere. So wait, weird. wait. Your wife was leaning on you? No, or this no, no, person no. With the flu, the stranger. Was this the stranger. The stranger. Like, it did was the like the worst. Sleep on you? It was the worst. And it's people, like you're on a plane. People listening to this will say. You. People listening to this will say, "Well, idiot, why didn't you just leave?" I, I we wanted to watch this movie, but it was like the most like it was totally how, how do you move somebody off of you? Luckily, yeah. I have a great immune system. There you go. Because I didn't apparently get sick from. Well, this. you've got a five year old. Your, your <laughs> that immune is system is rock that solid. Is true. And the, I was inoculated by this person hacking all over. Oh me, so. my goodness! Good times. Oh, wow. So here's the question, Aaron. Before you give your kind of one of the sure. negative things yeah, that no you worries. think, here's the question: When you attend a movie theater, though. An owned place, and consistently there is this activity happening. Is it something that you feel like the theater would want to know about? And like, oh, that's a tough question. Because this doesn't really, happen at like, other theaters. If they were honest with you, they'd say no. Right. They don't want to have to deal with it. They really—that's like the worst thing to have to call somebody out, you know, for being on their phone. Because they for probably talking. won't come back. The, yeah, the, the people that are called out—it's horrible. Cu- they'll they'll like, be good. Man, I don't they'll want to come angry. back. Well, I know, but from a customer service aspect, like you don't want to lose customers. I'll bring another friend with me to cover their ticket if you stop this from happening. <laughs> that's like, right. I'll pay twice. I will pay for two tickets just to have silence. It, it was horrible. Yeah. So, have you heard? And uh, this wasn't in the Do We Care, but it came out I think this week. Uh, that AMC Theaters is toying with the idea of cell phone-allowed screenings. So that certain screenings will be cell phone-allowed. So that you can text or check your cell phone or whatever during certain movie screenings. I think think the point is you need to know what kind of a movie watcher you are and respect that and i feel right. like i think that's great great I, send them to the, the exactly the talky texty experience exactly. where you can talk through a movie because you don't care that you just spent like 10 bucks well and there's some <laughs> movie experiences where talking is part of the, you know you think of the the big revivals of you know what's the uh what's the musical you know the one 
You love it. The Rocky I'm, Horror Picture Show. Yeah, Rocky Horror Picture Show. That kind okay. of thing where well, you know crowds. Different, can, I know. I'm saying, but I'm saying, you know, when you watch a movie you've watched a bunch of times, when I, you're you in a get theater it. on opening night and no one has seen this before, you would like. I almost said something. Mm-hmm. I have. I just didn't want to be that person. I, I had this. I, I heard. I, I read that article. Heard about that as well. Two. I have two options. Two options. Just like the old old when you go to a restaurant that had the smoking section. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think you either have a section. Or a separate screen right. time where you watch it. You okay? guys are up in the section where we close the that, door. Uh, oh, uh, up would actually be better. Mm-hmm. Or you're on the roof. Yeah. Or a se- <laughs> or a separate theater that's a texting friendly theater. Here's here's your money back. Go home. Right. Or some sort of a weird like canopy setting system that covers up the texting for people behind them. Oh. And these are the specific chairs you are able to sit in, like a little canopy chair. If you're chair. going to text, well, I I will freely admit I'm on my phone almost every movie I see because I'm taking notes. Then you would so go in I the t- section. Well, but I sit in the back corner every time I screen a movie. Oh. in the very back row in the corner, and usually my you know my wife will be next to me to screen me from anybody in the in the row because I don't want to bother people. But that is how I take notes, and I turn my screen brightness down all the way. So, admittedly, I'm a phone user during a movie. Because I'm taking notes, cool. but I try to be as respectful as possible to people around me. Last note uh, in the chat, and thank you guys so much for researching the stuff and putting it out um, for us to read. It says they received backlash. Their CEO backtracked today and said back to full texting ban. Oh, why? Oh. That that makes no sense to me. If that's, I mean, if you're saying it's for like you're giving people who don't mind a place where they can do that. That's... Apparently, there's enough of us that hate them. <laughs> That is true. That we have, yeah. we have influenced the CEO. You're telling them. I'm so sorry. You're telling them there is no place for you. We all judge you. There is no place for you. So, Aaron, what about you? What was one of the things about The Jungle Book that maybe you didn't the like? The only thing, literally the only thing I came away from not liking from the movie was I was distracted a few times by memories or echoes of the first movie. And it is an issue I have when there are remakes or you know live action remakes of animated films is I have trouble sometimes separating my, oh, I'm watching a story. I'm watching something happening on screen from, ooh, was it like that in the first one? Oh, oh I don't yeah. remember that in the first one. Oh, that's an interesting way to incorporate bare necessities. You know, like all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff, you know, in my brain. Uh, and along with that, the music was one of those parts. And I won't go in, maybe in spoilers, we'll, we'll detail a little bit more of, because in the first one, it was a musical. Mm-hmm. And there were actually two or three more songs in the first one that were that did you want there to be this. more songs less less i wanted there to be less songs i, I felt like the songs of uh, there are two songs in this one was handled very well i thought one i thought it could have done without yeah and felt it took me out because all of a sudden it had to be a musical the way the one was held it could have just been a natural part of the story right but right. then the other one was a big musical number. okay now we're in a musical and it, yeah. it being the only time that we really it have was. a musical it yeah. is a little bit jarring yeah and then and what they did with one of the other songs which was the ka song from the original the snake song they put it in the credits i thought that was perfect yeah. i think that's where all of the songs should have played possibly was in the credits with the new characters but Interesting. That could just be me. But that was the only kind of negative sense I had really with this film. Overall, I thought it was great. Well. Got anything else? Anything? Should we talk about, you mentioned talking about the. I did have the, a couple of things that I was going to ask what you guys thought about. Sure, go for it. Um, character voicing. You know, oftentimes in animation, you have a couple of different ways of going about casting your characters. And there are famous voices that we're used to hearing in some animation. And then in other animated movies, they bring on people we've never even heard before, but that are really great voice actors and they can bring a character to kind of life in a whole totally new way. Mm-hmm. I've talked about this a lot. Yeah. The so, Pixar theory is to use the voice that matches the character. Right. The but they DreamWorks, still use famous. They still use famous voices. Uh, they can. Ellen DeGeneres. They can't. Well, but but Ellen wasn't like, you know, as huge when Finding Dory came out in 2004 as she is now. Uh, Okay. But you look at the rest of that cast. She's perfect for Dory, right? You know, yeah, Albert Brooks. Tim Burr, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So they they cast based on you know the character, and if it is somebody famous, that's fine. Whereas DreamWorks, they'll cast based on whose name they can put on the poster. That's true. Yeah, that is true. Well, that's how this one. This looks, one felt more like yeah. a name on the poster kind right. of yeah. casting. Right. I watched the previews today because we go in as you guys are very well aware now with a zero frame policy. That's right. At least we try to. Aaron and I. Jack, not so much. I'm not going to do that. No, <laughs> don't do it. No offense. It's propaganda. Um, so I didn't realize. <laughs> tell me what to do. <laughs> they do have this moment in the trailer where it's just like, 
Scarlett Johansson, Lapita, you know, yeah. like, it's like all these famous people. And to me, there was like, there was one particular um, character that um, I was like, I know that voice. Who is that? <gasps> is that who I think it is? And I'll tell you more about that one later. Everyone, if you've seen the previews, knows I could easily say it, but I loved not knowing mm-hmm. who I was going to be hearing. And I love discovering yeah. Did you find it voice. distracting at all, though? Um, That's what happens to me when it's somebody famous famous know, is I find it distracting a little bit because I picture their face because the animation Behind is so mm-hmm. gorgeous. Yeah. I didn't No, And I didn't in this either. I didn't in this right. movie. Really I didn't good. think about the person. I didn't think about Scarlett. Nope. I mean, that's no, hard no. That's to do. That's a testament she's to how good this movie is. Yeah. Is the fact that you don't think about those kind of things. So in my personal opinion, each time a character kind of appeared and it was a voice that you either somewhat recognize. Or I couldn't quite pin Bill Murray. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that was him until later. Yeah. By the way, I think that's perfect casting. I couldn't quite. I, I think so. I, I think I, him for Baloo is he's perfect. Great. Baloo in the. Matches uh, the character and everything. Baloo in the original and in the, in the in the animated movie was a little more outgoing, like in, in his voice and how that, I'm not sure who the actor was that played his voice in the original, but. Well, they were all voice actors right. in the original. Okay, That's okay. who did animated films, yeah. you know, back in the day. And so he was really much more outgoing. So like any of the musical stuff would make sense for that mm-hmm. voice. So Bill Murray's character, a little, a little, a little more, um, well, Bill Murray like, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought the voice acting was really good, uh, but again, for me, I think it comes down to, in this case, just putting a really great movie, and what's also incredible about that is how these are talking animals, talking photorealistic animals, and not once did I like feel like I can't buy in. You know, I always, I was always willing to suspend my disbelief and just be like, we're in a world where animals talk to humans. Like, well, I just, they did a good job in uh, keeping this as clean as possible for you. They did a good job of not every single relationship was something that could be easily understood. They really did a good job of like, we didn't understand all of the people that we, we couldn't communicate with every single person that we met in this movie. It wasn't like there was some magic that Mowgli had to understand. It was like, you could almost like there are certain dialects in the jungle Mm -hmm. and that was really fun development. Um, so at the point, you know, where a couple of these characters show up, you're used to potentially not understanding the characters at all and being kind of in a new discovery phase with Mowgli, who, by the way, when he's interacting with people he doesn't know or animals, he do, animals, he doesn't know, mm-hmm. no people, animals, he doesn't know. <laughs> he's so childlike because he is a child. Yes. Just another throwback to his great acting great in, performance. This, yeah. in this he movie. But equally, I think. Too, like you guys said, the voices to me made sense in this one. It maybe it's because the animation was so beautiful, but I love I loved it. Yeah. I I thought uh one of my favorites is Bagheera, mm-hmm. which is Ben sure. Kingsley. Yeah. Yeah. Ben King- Kingsley was great. Oh Benny. He was he was really, really good. Sir Ben Kingsley. I think technically he is supposed a sir. To, yeah, he is, supposed to he's say been Sir Ben You're correct. That's right, yeah. <laughs> he's, been a, he's been in a lot of movies. Danae, did you have any uh other questions before we do one more thing? Um, no, I think we covered the animation and the character voices. Um I mean, I, I definitely have a couple thoughts that I can make one of them my one more thing, so. Okay, cool. Uh, why don't you go ahead and start us off then? What's one more thing about the Jungle Book that you want to pass on? I just want to let you know, everyone listening, this movie will remind you, you can't make it in the jungle. <laughs> you can't. You, there's not, listen. You are dead. Listen, Mowgli can run. That is the only reason that any of this works out for him. I realize in this movie, I'm dead. I can't run. I can walk smoothly and I can get to a car and drive, but I cannot run and out like outrun. You know, running wasn't his biggest talent. All you know what his biggest talent was? All the scenarios in this. His biggest talent was falling. He, he would did fall, fall and roll. Oh, yeah, his fall and roll was yeah. amazing. Yeah, this is a spoiler, I mean, seriously, he, he this kid is just running full. In most of this movie, you're just reminded of like. I couldn't go that I, I far. I don't have the cardio to make it in the jungle. That's what I'm apparently. saying. Just, I, I just, I don't. My so. one more thing is like you are chased and running a lot. There's a, the jungle will kill you. Danae has just be a, careful. Danae is what she's basically crossing off geographical things that will kill her. Uh, right. The ocean. She's already, she crossed off a while ago. Not, the ocean yeah. will never. Be, uh, not yet. Yeah, went saw Everest. And Everest she was, was pretty intent- sure that I'm Everest not going to go kill that her. high up. No, I can say I don't think anyone. But mountains in general, I think I may be okay with. I mean. I can't say because of spoilers, but there are climbers in this movie, and I I think if they can do it, I can too. There you go. There you go. What's your one more thing, Jack? Uh, just I mean, it was just it's just a beautiful movie. Um, overall, I the, did you get emotional? 
Uh, a little bit, but I, I think maybe I wasn't able to lock in that much to that level. But I was definitely scared at times for for the main character and other, you know, I, I almost said woodland creatures, but I guess every creature, jungle, <laughs> all the jungle. There creatures. were a lot of creatures. There were uh, that's I different mean, than the first one too. By the way, many creatures were represented in this movie. By yeah. the way, and that's in. I think that's just a testament to how much harder animation was back then. But there were very it, just the main characters were the like, only creatures yeah, yeah. in the first one. In this one, more, yeah. you know, I thought it was interesting to see to hear Gary Shandling, who mm-hmm. just passed away recently, and yep. is like a porcupine or something yep. in this, and had a few funny moments. And that there was kind of that moment. Actually, where I got emotional was when I heard Gary Shandling, and I was Aww. like, "He's like, I'm gonna miss that dude yeah. being characters, and because yeah. he was great in Over the Hedge too, and yeah. like he's just got one of those great deliveries." And so, yeah, I actually did have a little twang of like, "Oh, he's gone now," yeah. you know. So yeah, but my one more thing actually kind of contradicts a little about what you both have said. Uh-oh. I think the intensity of the animal stuff makes this movie better. Okay. I really do. And my one more thing is is really talking about John Favreau who directed oh, this. Oh yeah, which I, I didn't know that until uh, the end. The credits. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So John Favreau directed the original Iron Man. He's done, yes. you know, other great stuff. Um uh, he did uh, was it Zathura, which is actually very similar oh. to this, uh which is the sequel to Jungle or not Jungle Book, but Jumanji. Uh, so the sequel to Jumanji is Athura, and I think he directed that as well. Uh, he has Cowboys and Aliens. <laughs> well, let's not mention that one. Uh, he has he just has a real sense of how to keep an audience in something, and I think he used the realism and the intensity in this to really keep the audience invested. He and also so, directed Elf. Yeah, he did. That's a good one. Yeah, I <laughs> just saw that. No, yeah, Favreau's great. Uh, in fact, he directed one of my favorite movies of last year, which was a smaller movie, and he started in it as well, which is Chef. Oh, okay. if, you, if you never saw Chef, mm. beautiful movie, really beautiful film. Oh, I'm, so I'm on IMDb. Mm-hmm. Jungle Book Two announced. Yes, they have announced the sequel, which I have again mixed feelings about. I have but mixed again, feelings, but you know what? This, if they let Mowgli grow up a little bit, maybe. Well, and I, and I mean, I'm going to tell you in the spoilers what Jungle Book Two will be about after no, no. watching the first one. Really? Okay. I know. Because there are parts they left out of the first one that will that make a perfect know. sequel. Oh, okay. If they yeah. don't go this route, I'll be very surprised. So you're going to want to listen to the, the spoiler cast to hear more about that. But I thought Favreau was great. I thought the way he directed it kept the movie moving, kept it intense. And uh, I you're was right. Just it is the right amount of intensity, but just be prepared for it. I, if I mean, you don't, if you don't like seat kind of action stuff. I mean, if you don't like watching Discovery Channel Animal Kingdom, like <laughs> this is going to be hard for you. And that was hard for me. Yeah. I had to turn away during the fight scenes and stuff because I was just like, this is so hard because yeah. you're really well, you're watching just them go as at impacted it. by animal. Yes. stuff as you are by human stuff I know. like so yeah but I can the totally movie did a that. good job of reminding us the dangers of animals the dangers of humans but then overall the central story i think it was beautiful and i would highly recommend going to see this movie part of that realism too because the humor is good too yeah, like, it, we haven't even talked about yeah, that yeah there is there's great. some funny stuff i part of the realism too is in that how the jungle works you know it doesn't soft sell that at all right. you know about it's animals eat place. other animals yeah. and, yeah, and that kind of stuff you, and you won't survive you're right. i also like the right I also like the realistic part of, you know, you're talking about Mowgli running. Yeah. Um, I didn't feel like it was like, do you remember the Tarzan animated movie that Disney did oh, where yeah, he's like was... surfing on the thing or whatever? Yeah. I felt like real running, like yeah. kind of almost possible. You right. know, like he'd okay, have to okay. be really, really good, <laughs> yes. but, but you <laughs> can, can I, do it, you know? Can I tell you, so several times, specifically when the movie first started, Mowgli, um, as you'll see, you know, is like running through the jungle just like you would normally see. And he is doing a, such a realistic job of going from tree branch and they're shooting it really well. So we're like kind of following through him mm-hmm. through this jungle adventure as he's just running as fast as he can and yeah. jumping and he's on all kinds of terrain, all kinds of turf. And I couldn't help but think how many of what we just saw were uh, stuntmen, like full grown stuntmen in a diaper like that. <laughs> I was cracking up on that one. I was like, oh, I cannot wait for the, you know, just to see. Wearing like, green spandex and yeah. little ping pong balls oh, on them. And- well, I didn't really notice. I, I did notice the CGI when it was the kid, like, swinging on a vine more than mm-hmm. I noticed any of the CGI on the animals, which is weird to Yeah, say. I think it well because you recognize human traits better. Yeah, probably. You know, animals, you can pull off animals a little better than humans. But they did we're such not a used- good job with these animals. They're right? They- awesome job. I mean, it was amazing. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Like, it's so good. That's a, yeah. Well, you can tell it's a movie. You can tell it's a movie we all loved. When uh, we've got 16 minutes left in the show, and we've just gotten through the first topic, Danae, tell us a little bit about Patreon. How people can help out with what goes on here at Shoe the Dough. Hey, check out Patreon.com/slash Aaron and Danae. That is Aaron and I's main page on Patreon that will talk about our different Shoe the Dough podcast network goals. 
Right now, we have 23 people supporting the show, and those 23 people make it possible for us to keep up the streaming and some of the costs associated with producing the show every single week. And we really appreciate those who give every month. You have no idea how helpful it is for us to be able to know that money is coming in, we can pay the bills, and we can keep doing what we love. There's a goals that you'll see there. Our next goal is to relaunch New Music Digest with a little bit of a new format. Listen to New Music Digest's last episode for updates there. Uh, there's also other goals, including some swag, getting video going. So we've got a kind of fun things on the horizon. And we would love for you to consider supporting us at patreon.com slash Aaron and Danae. Go to that link for all the different perks that you'll receive and how you can help out in keeping this podcast and a few others going strong. And thank you so much for doing that. It means the absolute world to us. And I should also say, uh, you should go check out the Horrible uh, Movie Podcast Woo! at some point, too. Thank you. Uh, in fact, you. was it the second episode that I was on? You were on, I guess, uh, the relaunch. Officially, the episode relaunched number two. Yeah, yeah. Second episode. Very cool. We, we had done um, about 20 episodes prior. Then we're on the Revolver Podcast. Revolver Podcast Network, sorry. <laughs> pronunciation difference there and uh so once we went on that network we sort of started over yeah um, and uh have retooled some of those episodes but really i mean you were on it was fun number man. two it was a good time yeah it, we it had a great a time. time we you, talked about you did Nicholas a great Cage. job um, it was it was a lot of fun you are uh the first official uh pro to be on uh <laughs> that uh Bravo, our podcast thank you, so, thank Bravo. you. Yeah. People, Bravo. Give, people give me money to say things you're the man so Weird. we're going to cover just a couple of other things before this episode winds up. And then a reminder, we will do a spoiler episode of The Jungle Book. We would love for you to take a listen to, if you're ready to be spoiled, that is. That'll be straight to your podcast feed. Search for Sif Pop, all one word, on iTunes or Stitcher. And all if, right, you, Aaron. if you are doing the podcast thing and you want to listen to the live taping of the podcast, uh, check out our Mixler page. That's Mixler.com slash Shoe the Dough to do that. Uh, I want to talk just briefly, and we do just have a few minutes for this, but they just announced Peter Pan is coming to live action. Uh, they just, uh, they've announced Beauty and the Beast already. Winnie the Pooh, I think they've announced a live action, you know, version of that. Uh, they're really, I think Aladdin, they're talking about making a live version of. How do we feel about this in general? And then after seeing the Jungle Book, does it make us feel better about these things? Did you question those things like I did? Jack, what are your feelings? I think this? I'm going to go down the list that you listed. Aladdin, great. Check it off. Let's do this. A after watching this one, that's a great idea. Like there's some trust there. Yeah. I, let's, well, and it's a it's a need, and I think it, it, it could be very well done now with technology. It won't look like someone's being hoisted up on a carpet <laughs> that's, that's obviously connected to some harness in right. some soundstage right. in LA. I'm just trying to think how you do the genie and how you make it, you know, a little but bit CG, darker and yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you know. with with Jafar. No, man, be, that would be epic. I think it'll be great. I think yeah. it'll be great. Okay. Um, and Abu. Oh. <laughs> yeah. We saw monkeys in the jungle book. We know they can Which, do it. Which, by the way, the monkeys in the jungle book did not speak except for the main one. Right. The other ones did not speak. And I know the reason why. I'll give it on the spoiler cast. That's not a spoiler. It is. A, you're, you're fired. <laughs> wow. You're fired. At least I didn't say there were helicopters. All right. Now <laughs> you're really fired. For me, Peter Pan. I've seen so much Peter Pan. I'm done. With, I mean, we don't need to see any more Peter yeah. Pan. Am I right? Where am I right? Haven't we already had live yeah. action Peter Pan? Well, it was on TV, the live performance yeah. of Peter we Pan. Have that. And we've seen all the Broadway plays. And there and are a number of thing. movies that have come out that have been different takes on There's a Hook. one called Pan. Yeah. That came out like last, last year. year. Yeah. And it was And, and it was there was bad. Once Upon a Time. Oh, well, which. That, which that, are constantly you know. going into yeah. these things. And it's, I watched that one. So it's like, I, I have been panned yeah. out. Yeah. You're right. For me, that, that's pun there. Um, <laughs> for, But it's kind of like the pan stuff is kind of like stop rebooting Spider-Man. Like I'm right. like, just okay. Like just, just enough. Go with it. Whatever you got. Even I if don't it's know. I'm ready, I'm ready for a new Spider-Man movie. Caleb no. said there's me. also some rumors of a Mulan movie. Yeah. I, well, I, they're thinking about all of Pocahontas, them. They really like, are. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be interesting when they start doing the Pixar stuff. If they think about doing like a live action Toy Story or something like that, you know? I don't know either because those movies are like sacred to but, me. Like, but here's yeah. the thing The Jungle Book is old enough that it's not like, like you were saying, Jack, right. like so fresh in our memory because yes. it's being done. The yeah. Jungle Book is a nice thing to revisit. And thank God they did such a great job. Yes, yes to answer your question, I think it does give me confidence about it what helps. they could do next. It's true. But like with the Winnie the Pooh, I think I'm really excited for that one because we just saw them do such a great job with animating. 
you know, mm-hmm. a bear and to see like, like little will Tigger piglet. be like a real tiger? Like, you know, maybe like, a goofy, how does that a goofy work? Happen. And let's hope because Shere Khan was scary. I want to see a happy tiger. <laughs> we got to even it out. We got to even this thing out. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> and about, what about Eeyore? Is he going to be a real donkey that falls apart? That's weird. That is strange. <laughs> that is very strange. <laughs> like he loses his tail and we pin it back on. That that feels wrong. True. But okay. Because, you know, Winnie the Pooh is supposed to be about stuffed animals. Well, it's about it's about the nostalgia of childhood, yeah, about so, leaving things behind. So about, taking yeah. it into a real world, it's I wonder what they would do with that because they're supposed to be fluffy and and look like something that you could play with, and they're based on actual stuffed animals that the writer had. I hope they his do child like a or someone PG thirteen version of no, no, that'd be so weird. The rated R version of Winnie the Pooh. I just I don't want to see it. I'm sure it has something to do with the bathroom, but I I just don't want to know. I just really don't want to know. All right. uh, Finally, on to our buried treasure. One thing in the pop culture world that you want to let people know about again can come from any avenue. Uh, Jack, why don't you go first? What's something you want to tell people about? I I was talking to uh, uh, producer Phil from our podcast Mm -hmm. whenever uh, earlier, and I was like, I really don't know pop culture wise what to really talk about. I could talk about music stuff. He told me that I need to talk about uh, WrestleMania. <laughs> Here's what I'm going to tell you about WrestleMania, folks. About a week and a half ago, when they, when WrestleMania happened, the last one, 100,000 people at Cowboy Stadium in Dallas. Yeah. Uh, Shane McMahon jumped off. It's Shane McMahon is Vince McMahon's son. Yeah. Who has been called back to be in action there with the go. WWE. Yes. Because there's so many people who are injured right now, they're <laughs> scraping the bottom. There you go. So he comes back, and it's like this big drama between brother, sister, dad. Yes, and he, who, by the way, if you look look Google Shane McMahon, his net worth is roughly thirty five million dollars. He literally jumped off of a twenty five foot cage during this during this event, and he was okay. And he's, he was on. He, he was the, he, he was the Mowgli role on TV the next night. Unbelievable! Like it, it's crazy. So. I always wanted to say WrestleMania. I needed to bring that up. Well, kind of random. Know what though? WWE. We don't talk about that a lot here. I My bet husband you watches it religiously. It's interesting. I really like old wrestling a lot. When he works out, yeah. he has old wrestling uh, WrestleManias on the television. He's I, watching. That's them. That's awesome. That's good to hear. That's yeah. Good to hear. So I'm gonna um, accidentally know a lot of facts, and we can talk about it. <laughs> there you go. Accidentally. <laughs> My wife. All right. The same thing. I'm gonna call you out on this. Okay. All right. Okay. Because you do know a lot about WWE. I pay attention. He watches more baseball than he does WWE. You don't yeah. know anything about baseball. So it's not just that That's you. That's not true. It's not just I that you. Ac- okay, quiz me. On baseball? Yes. All right. What team is in Arizona? The Diamondbacks. Okay. All right. Now I'm, I stand corrected. Uh, I stand corrected. Did you hear that, everybody? Everyone what, just went, oh, she knew it. What What does uh, What does um, ERA stand for? Um, ERA. Return average? It's an estimated, average. It's an average. Um, estimated what? Rerun. Estimated, estimated re- runs. Oh. Estimated runs. In an inning. Estimated runs average. <laughs> Maybe something like that. That's pretty I close. Earned run What's the difference between an earned run and an unearned run? Well, an earned run is when you get the point yourself, and an unearned one is when it's somebody else's that got you to get that run. Like, you make it yourself happen on the first one, and the other one, somebody else makes it happen. <laughs> I'm almost willing to give you that, even That's though you close. have no idea what you're talking about. That's true, though, right? <laughs> you no, were the pitcher. not really. It has to do with the pitcher. Either the pitcher earned the run, or someone caused oh. it in the field. Yeah, so if it's not the pitcher's fault, or the it's previous, Or the current pitcher inherited that runner that was on base Whoa. from a previous pitcher. Because yeah. the other guy had to get called out because he I was will injured. Tell you this. I will tell you or this. They just pulled him out Your answers were sufficient that I, I backtrack. I'm I completely with you. You have you have accidentally learned things about baseball as Wait, well. Slow clap. <laughs> All right. All right. My husband's gonna be so proud. All right, Danae, what's uh <laughs> what's your buried treasure? Uh you know, I actually wanted to talk about Nebulous again because we saw a huge like excitement for this game when we started playing it. This is an app game. This is an app game. It's all if you've played Agario, A-G-A-R dot I-O online, which is like a web-based game. Uh there is a um uh, an app version of that game. But Nebulous is, in my opinion, the better version. The interface I have continued to try to get used to. It is a little clunky feeling unless you're used to like old coding for computer games and stuff. And then it's like, oh, yeah, I've seen this before and you can kind of get around in it. But we have a shoe the dough clan and people will join in and you can see who's playing and you can join their game. 
And lately, we've been trying to kind of push on team play. And just for clarification, Shoe the Dough is the name of the podcast network that we're on and also one of the other podcasts we do every Tuesday. So that's why it's called Shoe the Dough. Yep. Which so, is, means do the show, by the yeah, way. Yeah, it means do the show. Yeah. That's a question we get a lot. <laughs> uh, so anyhow, if you're looking for kind of a game, uh, we do team time. So they're five minute rounds. So you can just pop in for a couple of rounds and pop out. I would just encourage you guys to get the game out and start playing again. It's a lot of fun. Um, we will post on Band, which is our communication app. It's a free app called Band. Search for Aaron and Danae. You can find us there. Um, and we have like a little nebulous chat. So I'll send out a chat. Hey, we're going to play team time and people can jump in. We can join the same game together and be on the same team. But if you join afterwards, you might get on a different team. So uh, we're still working out the kinks. I just wanted to bring that back up because I love playing this game. And my husband and I are like really... We'll play in the same room at the same time and use strategy. So we're kind of getting what's competitive the, about what's it. What's the game like? What's You're basically like a little blob. So frustrating. What? It's you think such it's a frustrating. frustrating. We talked about this when you talked about it the first time. Yeah. It's like it is a game where I'll play for a little bit and then I'll just throw my phone. <laughs> Like, really? Because I just can't get it. And you are just now getting to the point where you feel like you're good at it. I'm starting to get better at it. Yeah. But basically, you're like a little blob and you eat smaller blobs on the seen, board. Okay, I've seen. Okay, I've seen. Yeah. This. And it's called neb- Nebulous. Nebulous. Mm-hmm. Yes. Not Nebulous. I imagine no. it would be fun if everybody didn't destroy you. But that's all that happens to me. I just get on there and but everybody I, eats me. And when so you then, start out, you have, you have to hide from everybody, kind of? Well, you're just zooming around and you're trying to get bigger before someone eats you. And when you play teams, then you're all the same color and there's like four different colored groups. So you're playing with your friends and you're defending each other because we're all kind of in a clan together. So it can get kind of fun. And there's a lot of different ways to play. Um, I should continue to make tutorial videos in my free time. (laughs) Ask me if I have free time. Do you have free time? No. What about your free time? Uh, No. (laughs) Don't have any right now. But it's fun. So join us there. All right. My Buried Treasure is the original Jungle Book. I just watched it this morning and I want to highly recommend if you haven't seen it in a while. Again, it's 50 years old, but it just it feels fresh. I think there's a Blu-ray version you can get if you don't have it. Uh, It's it's wonderful. It's completely different than the movie that's out now, which I love. I love that they're two completely different movies. And watching it this morning uh, has made me more excited to do a spoiler cast than I've ever been in this podcast. I'm so excited to talk about the two movies and how they compare and, and all that kind of stuff. We're missing the book component. Uh, good, good call. The yeah. book is comes from Rudyard Kipling books. Yeah, it's free. It's a public domain book. So if you have a Kindle, you can actually just download it for free, and you can read the original Kipling book too. Which I haven't. I wanted to do it, but I didn't get a chance to do it yesterday or today. I don't think this is a spoiler, so I'm going to go ahead and say it, even though it's the last thing that happens in the movie. <laughs> Uh, we'll just uh, just uh, these are the kind of things that I can't wait to talk about in this one. I this is fine. I think this is fine. And if you disagree with me, then I'm sorry. I'm going to make you frustrated today. Uh, this this movie in credits are the same as the first movie's opening credits. I wondered about that because it looks so familiar yeah, to me. Yeah, and I almost said something and, in the theater about that. And it's it's like a, a like a nod back or throwback. Well, and it's so cool because back then you did the credits at the front of the movie, right. and so they just you know they moved it to the end of the film, but it's done in the same way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and That's cool. I won't remind you necessarily of what that is. I mean, maybe that would be the spoiler That's part. Cool. But but That's it actually was just kind it's of a just cool thing. another cool echo of how they kind of you know created this movie. So I thought that was that was kind of awesome. All right, everybody all right? Yeah. Everybody okay? Say everything they needed to say? Yeah. Yep. I think I think we're good to go. Thanks, right. guys, for hanging out with us. We are wrapping up the live show. Aww. Thanks so much for joining us today. Sif Pop is part of the Shoe the Dough podcast network. You can find out more about other live and later shows on the network by following the feed at Mixler.com slash Shoe the Dough. That's M-I-X-L-R dot com slash Shoe the Dough. Also find out more about Aaron and Danae at AaronandDanae.com. Huge thanks to today's guru, Jack Alterman from the yep. Horrible Movie Thank Podcast. You. Thank you. I'm here all, here all well, for a little while longer. Do you uh, have anything yeah, that you want to plug? Yeah, plug your podcast. Like, Let follow, follow, follow us on Twitter at One Horrible Movie, the number one horrible movie. Um, our website is thehorriblemoviepodcast.com. Um, we're a revolver. I always get that wrong. Revolver. Revolver. Uh, spelled just like revolver, but revolver. Revolverpodcast. Dot com. Do you get calls from like the home office where they're like, "Come on, man, you got to say this right." Not really. I don't know. I don't. I I don't imagine there is is a home office. I I, I bet it's just. Anyway, Um, (laughs) it's just people in a bunker like us. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Totally. Uh, We're we're actually we have two two kind of two. kind of on-the-road situations coming up. We're going to be at the Lebanon Megacon in Lebanon, Missouri. Fun. April the 30th and May 1st. And then, check this out, we're going to do a, a panel and a live episode 
uh, at Planet Comic Con in Kansas <gasps> City. Like that's for us is like that's have, have that even happen. Oh, we're and that's jealous. on May the twenty first, uh, the two thirty to three thirty slot. So we're excited. Cool, that's exciting. Gonna, uh, cool. I'm not gonna say what movie we're gonna do, but it's gonna be. We'll give Sif Top a shout out, and maybe yeah. they'll invite yeah. us next time. Stan so. Lee's gonna be there, so we're excited. Yeah. Oh Not my goodness, panel. that's so he's, fun. But. He's he's in every Marvel movie, you know. And this is going to be one of those, <laughs> so we're excited. Very cool. Uh, well, thank you for being here. Thanks, we guys. very Thanks much for appreciate you. it. Thanks so much fun. Uh, much love and gratitude also to our Patreon supporters for giving monthly to make the show and others on the Shoe the Dough Network possible. Support starts at a buck a month, comes with some fun perks. You can find out more at patreon.com slash Aaron and Danae. Also, if you know of a podcast or have a podcast idea that you'd like to see on the network, be sure and let us know. All feedback is welcome at Aaron and Danae at gmail.com. So from Baloo and Ka across from me and Shere Khan to the left of me. Yes. Humans burnt my face. <laughs> Spoilers. Spoiler. Right at the end. Oh, my goodness. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.